Welcome to the 40 Fit and Fabulous podcast. Join your host, Mark Slight, as he gets the best information, inspiration, help, and advice from the world's best athletes, performance coaches, and health experts so that you can look, move, and feel your best at 40 and beyond. Remember, it's never too late to live the life of your dreams. Now here's your host, Mark Slight. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to episode number 50 of the 40 Fit and Fabulous podcast. And today, and for the next episode as well, we're going to try something just a little bit differently. As you'll be aware, all my guests come on the show and we split the the appearance of the guests into two episodes, sometimes three, depending on how much uh, how much they talk on the show. Um, but we try and keep them to sort of 30 minute episodes. Over the next two episodes, though, we're going to run with full episodes. So 50 to 60 minute episodes. And, and that started with today's guest, funnily enough, Tristan John Griffiths, who's coming on the show today to give us some tips on how we can not so much improve the quality of our life, but give ourselves more time. So all the other guests that have come on and talked about how we can improve the quality of our life, how we can bring in practices for things like self-love and exercise and nutrition. Well, it can be very, very difficult in today's modern world. We, If we look back to hunter-gatherer times when, when human beings used to work for maybe two to three hours a day, it's very different nowadays. We tend to work for 16, 17 hours a day with very little downtime. And what Tristan is going to give us today with these hints and tips is a way to free up a little bit more time. Give us that time in our daily life to not necessarily do more, if that's what you might think that the tips are here for, so you can cram more in your day. Absolutely not. It's so you can find more time for the self-love, for the good nutrition, for the exercise, and, and find time to be happy. Spend time with your loved ones and your family and things like that. So the change of episode style, if you like, by going to these 60 minutes, started with Tristan when we recorded together because his tips were so valuable. I didn't want to interrupt his flow. He was just going through these tips and I thought, you know what, we're just going to roll with it. We're just going to go with the 60 minutes. We're not going to interrupt him. In my head, I was kind of thinking, I'll just edit this and we'll break it halfway through. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to interrupt his flow. I'm just going to let it go. Let Tristan talk and get all these tips across to you because if they're as good for you as they were for me, and I've taken quite a few of these on on board myself now since since listening to Tristan, um, both the first time I met him when we when I saw him live in a workshop and on the podcast as well, the tips are amazing and they do bring such value to our lives that uh, I think you're certainly going to come away from this podcast utilizing one or two of these tips at the very least. But before we get into that, I've got a huge apology to to Tristan, to my next guest Karen Austin as well, and to you the listeners that there's been such a gap in in this season two between episodes. It's been it's been really slow getting the episodes out. It's been so busy here at Health Buddy. New programs launching, changes in personal circumstances and lifestyle, and, and a change in me and how I operate as well. And it's delayed things. And and Tristan, who's on today, and Karen, who's on later in the week, we recorded these episodes probably six months ago, and it's it's a real shame that it's taken so long to get these out because they bring such value and they bring such value to this podcast I can only apologize a million times over for them taking so long to come out and there's going to be another little change after we've um, got these two episodes out with Tristan and Karen we're going to go to some solo episodes I'm going to come on the podcast we're going to fly solo I'm going to tell you a lot more about 
the changes in my lifestyle, the changes in in how I'm approaching life and how I'm going back to basics. I talked about hunter-gatherers there. Let's see see how close in this modern world I could go back to living that kind of lifestyle because I, I do believe that the more basic we can make things, the less we fo- focus on materialistic things in our life, the happier we'll be, the healthier we'll be. And, and even with our diet, the more basic we can go, the healthier we'll be, disease-free, hopefully, pain-free, injury-free. I think that's really important for all of us. So I'm going to share all that in the coming episodes. But for now, please listen, take Tristan's advice, take some action, free up some time in your life. So when you go back and maybe you listen to all the other podcast episodes and you listen to the ones coming up where we talk about self-love and and how to improve your lifestyle, it can be very tough if you're working 16, 17 hours a day. Take Tristan's advice today and free up some time in your life to be you and to be the best version of you you possibly can be. So enjoy today, episode 50. Here is the legend himself. Tristan John Griffiths. Hi Tristan, welcome to the 40 Fit and Fabulous podcast. How are you? Yeah, really good, thanks. Thanks for having me on. Oh, it's, it's a pleasure. Um, you're a little bit different to, to my normal guests, to be fair, because we're normally talking about nutrition and, and health, um, but there's a very specific reason I've got you on here. And We met, how long ago was it we met? A couple of months ago, I think? Yeah, a couple of months back. It was uh, Beckworth Hall, wasn't it, we met? Yeah, yeah, it was um, a networking event, and, and I joined one of your one of your talks, um, which <laughs> which is funny enough, exactly what you're going to give out today, really, to the listeners because it's so valuable. A lot, a lot of saving time for your clients, um, which has worked really well for me. There's a lot of tips you gave during that talk, which I'm still using today, which is yeah. awesome. You've taught me how to use my iPhone really, really well. Um, there's a lot of things it does, which I never knew it did before. Um, yeah valuable valuable tips I, I speak a lot of messages now for example um i rarely type a message <laughs> it works you know there's actually health benefits directly in that tip right there but i'll um I'll, I'll touch on them when we get to it but yeah it was um whilst we run a social media and digital agency um productivity is high on the agenda everything i do starts with productivity and how we can help people to be more productive and have more time and how they choose to use that time hopefully you'll help them use it much more effectively to to look after their health yeah so what what benefits are your clients getting from from, um from these time saving tips particularly more just more productive in their business yeah, so there's a couple of different ways that people apply it. Some people are using them so that they've got more time to do things that are maybe not work-related and they're going off and spending more time with the family. They're taking um, longer breaks. They're not working as many hours. Um, and other people are going the other way and going, oh, I can fit more into the day. You know, those people who say, oh, I wish I had 26 hours in the day. Um, I would highly advise not asking for that because when you get 26, you'd just fill all 26. So um, being more productive, um, just getting the time back and then deciding effectively how to use that time. Yeah, that's great. That, that's really what I want to point out to listeners because it can sound like we're trying to do that, try to squeeze in a little bit more every day, but using the time to, to relax, to, to prep food, to exercise, to spend more time with family, improve the quality of your relationships a little bit more sleep, a little bit of meditation in there. It's, it's, we need to shut off. We need to shut down a little bit. And if we can just, this is where your tips have helped me particularly. It's not helped me do more. It's just sped me up in a little, little of my practices. So like I said, I can maybe speak a message while I'm typing something else. And it just do two things at once sometimes, if that's possible. Um, yeah. and it just frees up a bit of time to do the things that are really important to me, a bit of rest and recuperation, which is vital. Yeah, I mean, for for me, it, it really has changed how my 
day and my and my life works um just once i started really investing in productivity realizing i i, I got asked actually today funnily enough um if i'm you know i've always been an early riser and i not at all um i used to be you know the person who was up till two three o'clock in the morning probably doesn't help that i do a lot of work with nightlife industry photography um probably didn't really help that but um now i'm i've flipped it the other way and i tend to be an earlier rise i get a lot of stuff done but that's actually one of my one of my nine tips i'm going to share is actually about looking at the way you do it now and looking at and always being open to, is there a better way to do it than the way you're doing it right now? Cause you don't know what you don't know. Right? No, that's right. And, and you pointed that out to me when I, when I didn't know how to use my phone properly. Um, <laughs> I'm looking forward you're to going through now, again. <laughs> <laughs> because there's, there's a few tips that I've used and there's a few tips sitting here now talking to you. I can remember, um, the audio books, one comes to mind straight away. Um, but also there's a lot of stuff I can't remember. There's going to be a download in the show notes as well. So the listeners can actually get these tips in writing yeah, so as well. There is so. a direct download that's actually running in our Facebook Messenger. So they'll be able to go straight there um, and just literally type in pause and then the number four and it will send them the, these tips as well. Brilliant. Well, I'll remind them of that again at the end. And like I say, that'll be in the show notes. Well worth, um, well worth looking out for that. So this is going to be quite an easy podcast for me, I feel, because I'm almost going to hand the reins over to you now to share your nine tips. Um, no, no pressure. I don't podcast myself. So this is like, <laughs> you set it up and I'll just, and I'll just jump in and, and share the tips. But um, I've, got, I've got a couple of notes here, just reminders, um, just to make sure that I get all of those in um, as well. So I've got, um, I'm, I'm all ready to go um, and, and share this. So let's do this. Magic, let's go then. So tip number one. Oh, you're rolling up your sleeves now. It must be getting yeah. serious. It's, Tip it's number serious, one. serious business. So uh, the first one is about uh, looking at your workplace practices. So um, a lot of people don't really look at um, where they're working, how they're working. Um, I mean, I've alluded a minute ago to the fact that I used to work late at night and, oh, I've got to finish this. It's got to be there for a nine o'clock deadline. Um, and I actually changed my kind of plan there. Um, of how I worked, where I worked. That, now, that doesn't mean my type of job. I actually work in places like today. I've been on a train to Leicester, but I've been getting work done on the way there and the way back. But in your workplace, are you removing distractions? So I, I actually prefaced when we, just before we came on the podcast to you, I'm going to put my headphones on because it's an indicator to everyone around me that I'm doing something. Don't come and talk to me. Don't interrupt. Um, and I deal with people who work in co-work spaces or coffee shops and things like that. The minute you put headphones in with nothing, there doesn't have, even have to be sound on them. You're removing that distraction of someone coming and interrupting. Um, and one of those things is that every time that you get interrupted in a, in a work day, it takes, I think it's 23 and a half minutes to get back to full productivity. So if you think literally like 10 distractions in your day and you're not productive at all all day um, in, an, in an average eight hour work day. So it's important to make time to have serendipitous conversation, you know, grab a coffee, things like that. But you have to set it and have it on your terms. So setting up good workplace practices like, in our office, we actually, it sounds really weird, we've got an open plan office, but we communicate online sometimes because you don't know if that person's in the middle of something. And if you do it online, they can respond at the time that's convenient in their next break. So that's a really good way to kind of 
look at I mean, we obviously have to practice what we preach if people come into the workplace and they're like hold on a minute you guys just walk over and interrupt each other all the time um so yeah we we really do live what we're what we talk about as well no, that's good yeah you're not the first person i've heard to say that i know a lot of big companies now are using the the earphone technique as well just to just to stop the interruptions and yeah it's, it's working working well for a lot of companies now yeah i mean like literally small changes in in productivity on each different thing makes a massive massive impact um i give um the example of um whenever i'm giving talks i tend to ask anyone if they're brave enough to let me look at their phone so i can tell them how productive i think they are um and people sheepishly do it and literally the act of having facebook inside a folder on your phone in a in a um, air quoting neat environment on your phone literally trebles the time to open the app and based on average use, user data, um, opening the app f- um, 50 times a day across a five-day work week throughout the year is literally 1.6 days you're losing just by having it in a folder. Um, and so looking at those kinds of practices is really, really important. So you literally think, I, say, I, I generally start that talk with what would you do with an extra day and a half or two days you know, yeah, in a right. year? Um, because if you think in a big organization and there's a hundred people in there, you're getting 200 days back across that. So it's, you know, it's a serious, serious change that everyone goes, Oh, but it's only a second. It's only a second, 50 times a day, five days a week throughout the year. So they need to, to, to do that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to jump on to, to tip number two, which is about planning and understanding yourself. Um, whenever I share productivity tips, it's really, really important that people understand that not every tip works for everyone. Um, like I'm a big user of certain technologies and I don't have any embarrassment walking down the road, talking to my phone, saying full stop and things like that, but other people wouldn't be comfortable to do that. So you have to make sure that it's, you understand yourself where you're comfortable and what works for you and take even if it's just one or two of the nine tips that I'm sharing and make those, uh, make those work for you. Number two is actually about planning better and understanding yourself. So obviously that part's understanding yourself, but planning better, the number of people who are just going from task to task and jumping about and they've not got a cohesive plan of what's the important task to do right now to make sure that it gets done, but also the size of tasks, not overwhelming themselves with all big tasks. They should have some small tasks in there so that you get that sense of achievement um, in the day. I actually listened to a TEDx talk. I tend to listen in the mornings um, where he was talking about storytelling and actually um, how you can bring up um, emotions and things like that literally when you achieve things you release a chemical in your body because you feel good and when you feel good you become more productive and you achieve more so having a couple of quick wins early in the day tends to set you up for success throughout the day i mean i'm sure you'll do you'll talk about this but uh, i'll get to it in uh, tip number six but ex- i actually start my day with exercise whenever i can because endorphins feeling good yeah. kicking, kicking things off so there's there's your tie-in for the exercise <laughs> tick that box um, that's perfect yeah, planning planning not just tasks but also planning your day like i said i used to be a late night person and then changing it and trying to be like in bed by 10 or 11 and get those hours in before midnight so that i can get up early and and get on and i achieve loads in that first three hours of the day really early before people are getting up 
So yeah. the, the sense of achievement is there. People are like, how are you so happy at nine o'clock on a Monday morning? I'm like, I'm three hours into my day. So by the time you've warmed up at lunchtime, I was there three hours before you. So that's me understanding what works for me. That's sleep pattern. That's my work pattern. And, it, and it's what tips and productivity things actually work for me. So number two is all about that um, planning better and understanding yourself. Um, number three, this is possibly one of my favorites and the most controversial if I'm ever speaking in a corporate environment is to ditch emails. Um, the number of people who send emails for the sake of emails is horrendous. Uh, we were under this illusion that GDPR would solve this problem. However, I'm pretty sure I've received more emails since GDPR than before. Um, and yeah, it's, it's one of those. The thing is, there's a couple of reasons for ditching email. There are better ways to communicate. Um, anything that's down in written form, and I understand, again, to preface this, it is important to have stuff in writing to confirm that everybody's understood everything, but they can quite easily be misinterpreted, misread, and then you end up going backwards and forwards to explain what you could have just picked up the phone or sent a voice note or you know communicated a different way. Um, the thing with emails is, and the, the listeners of the podcast, I'm sure will relate to this is the first thing that most people do when they wake up in the morning is roll over and grab their phone. And either at that point or at some point before they've left for work, if they work for somebody else or before they've got to the office, if they have an office to go to, they've probably already checked their emails before they get to the office. What that's doing is the opposite of what I was saying a minute ago, where you're literally overloading yourself with things to do because most people like this has been really interesting for me because we did some um, data tracking to do with emails and most people read it on their mobile device, but don't respond there. They wait till they're in the office to then do it as a separate task. So they've now done two tasks with one email rather than responding. If you have access to it on your phone, why wouldn't you respond to it there? Um, yeah. So emails is a massive, massive productivity killer in my opinion um, because you open an email, you don't generally know what's in it. And uh, when, you, when you read it, you either have to deal with it or you have to come back to it. So there's always an additional task to do with an email. Now, obviously, that's some of those things that are relevant to all kinds of communication. But a quick chat sometimes is yeah. much more effective than that email and an email follow-up if it doesn't get done. Um, so email is a productivity killer. Tip number three, try and find better ways to communicate. Like literally the human voice is one of the best ways to communicate. Well, it is. I don't want to jump ahead. I don't know if you're going to mention this on a later point, but you just said their voice memos. That is something I use a lot of now because some of the, some of the messages I have are too complex to type. They're too hard to get your point across writing them down. Quite often I'm out walking my dog or I'm in the gym or something. I haven't really got time to stand there and, and write a message. Not to mention it's giving me RSI and my thumb writing all these messages. So it's just clearer and it's quicker to, to just hit one button, send a voice message. It's done in 20, 30 seconds. You've probably written three pages of text there in one 30-second voice message. They, they get the personal touch as well because they can, they can hear the tone of your voice and know exactly what you're trying to say. It's, it's yeah. a much better way to communicate. Yeah, I mean, like that actually does tie in really neatly to, to 
points four and five. So point like my tip number four is actually about using the tools and you've identified it there. You name it, Snapchat, Messenger. You can actually do it in emails if you're using the right software. You can use video and voice notes to communicate in pretty much most platforms now. Yeah. So yes, for most people, it's quite weird when they first start out. I'm, I'm not under any illusion that it's normal to like be sending voice notes. Like it's, we didn't grow up doing it. It's not like an, an, in, it's not like intuitive to us because it's not always been there. But as soon as someone did it and it started taking off, other people have gone, oh, we'll include that as well. Um, it's kind of that Facebook philosophy. If someone else is doing it, take it and try and own it. Um, but it is in there. Now, the tools I'm talking about are, things like you i mean you you mentioned about this um when we were chatting about how you use not just voice notes but you use dictation on your phone now since yeah. since we talked that's right yeah. um, there's health direct health benefits as well as productivity benefits you you mentioned rsi it is literally a health benefit to use your voice rather than to use your fingers when typing it's not only quicker because the average person types 45 words a minute and speaks at 120 words a minute. Yes, there's a margin of error, but by the time you correct it, it's still a lot faster. Um, but you're also not putting your thumbs under strain, which of course we're using mobile devices, we're typing. A lot of people's workplaces still aren't set up in a safe way. You know, like people using laptops that aren't on risers, screens aren't at the right heights, they're not using yeah. all the tools that they should be. And some of these things, if you're, so it doesn't sound directly like a productivity tip, but if you get neck strain, you get ill, you take time off work, you're losing time. So it is a productivity thing to make sure your workstation is set up and you're using the tools properly. I mean, I talk about voice notes and voice to text on mobile as a, as a productivity tool, but I'm a Mac user and I know you can do it with Windows. I'm not sure the exact process, but you can use it on your computers as well. It's easier to use on your mobile and you can do most things on your mobile. We've, we've grown up thinking about oh, well, the, what I said about the email thing. People check it on their phone and respond on their computer. Well, hold on. Why didn't you just hit the dictate button and dictate it straight back on your phone while you were reading it the first time? It just, to me, doesn't make sense. It's that... Um, it's just what we're used to, right? And it's changing habits. Same as people trying to get fit. The reason people are unfit is because they've got a bad habit of not exercising. Yeah. What they need to do is break that habit and start with small things. Again, one little thing and start doing it. Start responding like just to pick one person in the organization that when they respond to you, always respond on email via dictation or yeah. you know, voice. And then it becomes more natural to do it. Um, so yeah, using the tools, which also ties into to the next tip, uh, number five, uh, which is talking more. Like talking in person more. Like the best place to talk is always in person because you can see facial expression. Second best place to talk is on video. Because um, obviously, again, you can still do facial expression, but you don't have to logistically get in the same location. Um, but other than that, voice notes, still got tone of voice. There's less, um, there's less uh, misunderstanding that happens when you use voice notes because they, like you said, they can hear your tone of voice. Yeah. You, know, you can literally write the same sentence and it can be, you write it as a nice thing and they read it as a, you're snapping or you're having a go about something. Yeah. And actually, if you'd said it, there would never be that misunderstanding. No, it only takes the wrong little bit of punctuation or something like that, a capital letter in the wrong place. And the funny thing is that 
you're actually, as far as podcast guests go, I've had guests from Australia, New Zealand. You're about the closest guest I've actually had on the podcast, but still we're not in the same room. We're still communicating by video. And I said to you at the start that it's better to do it over video rather than just over audio because I get to see you and we get to interact and we get a better conversation by seeing each other's facial features and our body language as well. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. And that's why I say to people about getting together and we, I mean, we teach and mentor people and people are, Oh, we'd love to do that. But I'm in Canada, America, Australia. I'm like, fantastic. Let's get on video. (laughs) There's not really an excuse anymore. There's so many different ways to do it. Like, have you got Facebook? Great. Then we can video call. Like, have you, you know, have you got a computer? Have you got a, a smartphone? Um, in fact, that's an interesting one. I did a talk recently and said, right, have you got a smartphone? And one person in the room didn't have a smartphone. I was like, fantastic. You're already way more productive than everybody else because you're not getting soaked up with all these distractions and notifications, but you're also losing productivity because you don't have access to the other tools that these people do have access to. So it's learning really how to use those tools. Um, And like I say, the talking part, voice notes and the dictation does... um, when you dictate, there's something different about dictating than there is about typing. People tend to think differently when they're talking it than when they actually stop and type. Mm. Um, and you're, you've probably noticed this since dictating. You actually yeah. say things and it sounds like you rather than when you wrote it and you're like, oh, that sounds a little, you know, it comes across a little bit more stuffy generally if people have written it for the sake of writing like emails. It sounds like me when I send you an email because I use voice. Um, so yeah, really, really yeah. big one there is doing that. Um, a flip tip of that, whilst I was on the using tools thing, is not only using it um, to dictate and get it written down, is, and this is something most people are going to kick themselves about not realizing, if they've been carrying a smartphone, they've had the ability, we've got stuff like, the next tip is audiobooks, but I'm kind of prefacing that with this thing, that you can get web pages or you know documents read to you by your phone the reason you don't know is it's an accessibility option for blind people so you would never look as a as a fully sighted person for something that reads to you because you don't need it but actually you know, just because you don't need it it means it gives you a competitive advantage because you're listening which means you can do it you can listen to that web page while you're doing the washing up while you're going for a run those kinds of things um, and it just it's what we refer to as net time. So no extra time, like commuting, waiting for something, you know, doctor's surgery in the morning while you're waiting for an appointment. You've got, you know, you know, that's not usually a short wait. So you can probably read a couple of web pages in that time. Um, so good process of bookmarking things and then getting your device to read it back. Um, yeah, I agree with that because I, a lot of web pages I read, um, there's a lot of medical journals and quite a lot of techie stuff there. They, they can be quite hard to read. And we talked about the health benefits. Sitting there on my phone reading web journals, uh, medical journals, pages and pages of text is not doing my eyes a lot of good. But yeah. there's the simple two fingers down, scroll, listen, listen to your screen. It's easier. It's much better. And I find I take it in a lot, lot easier than what I would do if I was trying to read it. Yeah. The thing is also, like, again, different people, some people like my, my partner actually prefers having a physical something to read, having it in our hand, feeling the book, all of that stuff. Whereas for me, I'd rather be doing something else and, and learning at the same time. Like when I go running in the morning, I can put an audio book on, things like that. Um, and so, yes, we're talking about web pages, we're talking about documents, 
but actually the next tip is actually all about audiobooks. So for me, I am fully all in subscribed on Audible um, and I'm like, how do I get more credits on Audible? I actually yeah. have Audible accounts in two different countries to allow me to get more books per month on subscription without right. a higher fee. Um, so they, they're on multiple devices. So talk, talk about trying to overachieve on, on, the, uh, on the reading. Front. So how, how does that work? So, because uh, I actually lived in Australia for a while, so I had an account there, and weirdly, Amazon doesn't allow you to transfer anything because of licensing right. and laws and, you know, what's copyrighted in what countries. So I've actually got, my iPad is currently set up as an Australian account on, on uh, Amazon uh, Audible, and then I've got one in the UK as well on my phone. So I have to remember what books are on what device if I want to go to them. Uh, but it allows me then to get more access to more credits and therefore more books. Um, I'm hand, hands down, I would go audiobook all day long rather than physical books. Um, you know, physical books look great on a shelf, or you know, a Kindle or a, a Kindle or a download piece of paper doesn't look quite so good on the shelves. But um, the audiobook side of things allows me to really up the amount of reading that I do because I know I'm the sort of person who picks up a book reads a bit puts it down when I come back to it and I pick it up again I then go I, I, oh, I can't I, even with a uh, a bookmark in okay this is where I got to I'm not quite following so I go back a bit and then I feel like I'm I, I already know it but I'm rereading it to make sure I know it and then I feel a little bit disheartened whereas with an audiobook the average book is under eight hours that means every day in the workday, I could listen to an audiobook every single day. Um, obviously, you know, that's not, if you're in meetings and things, not, but realistically, you could be doing two, three books a week, which I don't know many people who pick up books. My girlfriend reads a book in, it was about eight hours, I think, uh, the last one. We actually went to, <laughs> interesting story, she went to uh, a music event and she sat on the back of the stage and sort of front to back read a whole book on the back of the stage at a music event because uh, it wasn't her style of music, um, but she was <laughs> there to support me. So again, but jumping back to understanding yourself, her, she's like, if you want me to read those books you've got as audio books, you need to buy physical copies. And I'm like, brilliant. So now we'll just have both copies, which is good because... You also can't circle things. You can't write, you know, yeah. you have to make your own notes. So there is a time and place for that physical book for reference, um, which of course, I mean, I've actually just co-authored a book and people have started buying it from the reference category, which means that they're doing exactly that. They're wanting to go back and look at bits, which on an audio book, the chances are you'll, you know, in inverted commas, read it more because you can just play it in the car and you'll listen over and over and over, but you can't jump straight to a section quite easily as you could in a yeah, book and right. find the chapter. Yeah. I always find as well as I'll be driving, there'll be a really good bit in the book. I think, right, I need to make a note of that. Right. Okay. I have to, <laughs> I have to try and find a way to do this. Generally it means stopping the audio book, stopping, taking a note, like a, a voice memo, something like that to go back to when I get, when I get back to the office. Be trying to voice command the phone, right? To, to, to try and do that and interrupt it, which um, believe it or not, when you do use things like um, the OK Google and the Siri, actually it does, you can use it and it does interrupt the, the broadcast and come back to the broadcast afterwards. Um, 
it, it takes some getting used to talking over something that you're listening to. Um, but you can do it. It, it, it. We're talking really high level productivity here to be able to do multiple things on your device at once. Um, but for now, we'll, we'll keep the dictation and the audio book, which is two separate <laughs> things. Because uh, I don't want to you know, get everyone too caught up in that. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the next one for me, um, I mentioned it earlier. I used to be someone who was a late night person. Everyone who's got ever been on that, oh, I've got a 9 a.m. deadline. This has got to be in tomorrow. I can pretty much guarantee you at some point, everyone who has heard that, I've, yes, I've had a 9 a.m. deadline, has worked late into the night, early hours of the morning to get that done. Now, if they were disciplined enough and could do it and go to bed earlier, um, say, you know, 10, say 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, and get up at, yes, if it's a one-off, uh, it's actually easier to do when you do it regularly than it is as a one-off. But getting up as a one-off at 4, 5 a.m., then you're at the most productive in the morning. You're not, you know, your, mind is not, your mind is much clearer. It's not as cluttered. You've, you've, you know, you're waking up fresh, and you've got fresh eyes on something. When you do it and you're getting tired, it's the end of the day. You've been thinking about so many things and bombarded with so much marketing material all day that you tend not to have as clear a head at the end of the day as you do at the beginning. So rising early, like I said, I do exercise as a first thing because it feels good. <laughs> you get endorphins, so you're in a good mood. Then it's easier to approach things. Um, and then when you're doing things, you're getting things done without interruption because it's an unreasonable time of the day and people aren't around interrupting you, emailing you, calling you, texting you, WhatsApping you, Snapchatting you, you know, all of the interruptions you get now. Um, and just that time in the morning is so productive between, for me, it's like 4am, which is an unreasonable time. People say, I'd love to have a meeting with you. I'm like, brilliant. See you at 4am. They're like, well, I'm not up then. I'm like, well, I'm really busy. If you want to have a meeting, I can have one. How badly do you want it? And so again, it comes down to priorities. And for me, productivity is a priority, which is, which is why um, I do the early rising that I do. Um, it's the last couple of weeks, hands up, have not been that way because we've been redecorating the office. We've just moved into a, a brand new office, which we've got the office launch party. By the time this goes out, it will have gone, but it's coming up this Friday. Um, so yeah, we're been painting decorating you know there have been a few more late nights going on with making sure that everything's ready um and all the artworks and stuff are done but yeah so it is uh, my high recommendation is at least give it a try you can't say yeah. i'm not a morning person unless you've given it considerable effort to try it um, well like i can testify that because on, on a saturday morning i haven't done this on purpose for any reason but i walk my dog half eight saturday morning every Saturday morning, we leave the house at half eight to go to the woods. Yep. Now, Saturday morning, I get up around, so that's half eight we leave. I get up about quarter to seven and I do laptop work. Saturday's my day off, but I get up and I get the laptop out because nobody else is up. There's no, like you said, there's no distractions. I get so much done in that hour. It's just, just one hour. I know I can't drag it out. I can't go past half eight because I need to get showered and go out. So it's, it's a good 60 minutes, concentrated work. And it's a really, really, probably my most productive hour of the week. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm I, hands down when I rise early and I do like with, with or without exercise, rising early, I tend to have so much more done in my day. It's not just literally having more time is I could stop at three o'clock in the afternoon and have more done than if I worked the full kind of eight hours that everybody else is working. So it, I could definitely put my hands up and say it's worked for me. Um, and I'd say to everyone who's listening, give it a go. 
And I'm not saying like two, three days. I'm saying try it for like, try for like a month. It's quite a big commitment to say, I'm going to get up at like, I'm not saying four, but let's say six. Like if you're someone who normally gets up at seven, try and add an extra hour on the beginning of the day yeah. and just go, right, I'm going to get stuff done at the beginning of the day. And that can be your own personal stuff. If you're in a job, it can be things that you think, oh, I never have time to do that. Oh, I wish I could, you know, you, you mentioned yoga. Oh, I wish I had time to do yoga. Well, get up an hour earlier and give it a go yeah. because you might find that suddenly changes your day and you think, oh, I'll go to bed a bit earlier because I enjoy that early hour in the morning. Yeah. And then you're still sleeping the same amount. You're just shifting the pattern. That's another, that's another 30 hours a month right off the bat. And what do you do when you go to bed late? What are most people doing nowadays? Last hour before they go to bed, they're just thumbing through Facebook, idly wasting hours. Nothing has changed since they last swiped, but you know, something must have changed, so I'll keep swiping. I'll refresh it. I'll refresh it again. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, So yeah, early rising. Um, I'm actually going to flip a couple of these around just because of the way we've been talking about it. So I'm going to skip the next one into the one after that. Saying about the early rise, exercising more i've already talked about it a couple of times in the in the podcast because they kind of tie into other things but exercising more people struggle with doing exercise because it's tough to get into exercise when you first start because again like anything if you're not used to exercising and maybe you're a bit unhealthy a bit you know you might put on a bit of weight whatever um it's quite difficult to get back into um but it makes it literally physically makes you feel better. It makes you more productive. It, it it has so many benefits to it. And I'm not saying go crazy for exercise. I'm saying do more than you are currently doing. I'm saying Perfect. do a 20 minute walk, do a half hour jog. Um, a, re- a really good um, anecdote from our office. Um, Rudy, who's working with us at It's Nomad Nine, said <laughs> he used the C word in our office. And by C word, it's um, not the one that other people might be thinking of. But he said, I can't run at 4 a.m. with you. And I was like, oh, really? Can you walk? Yes. Can you move a little bit faster than walking? Yes. Then you can, then you can run and you can run at 4 a.m. We've got a spare room. Stay over. See you at 4 a.m. And I said, the only commitment is I want you to commit to coming at 4 a.m. And I want you will run as far and as as far and as fast as you want to run. So that could be like a light jog, just the commitment of doing it and trying it. And he'll attest to this if you speak to him that by 6 a.m. that day, he'd already run. So I let him determine the distance and he'd done 2.3K as his first getting out running at 4 a.m. in the morning, which most people would like go, I'll just do the block. No, no, we went like halfway around Kettering and back. And I was letting him guide it at his pace. So by six o'clock, he'd done that. He created a 10-minute video to go online. And he'd, he'd taken the time out that he hadn't taken out in the last few months to realize the number of speaker bookings he'd just got in the last couple of months. He's never sat down and celebrated that, those things he'd been achieving. And, and this is quite common in business yeah. people these days. We're so busy, we don't stop and go, that's great. I mean, I'm, I'm guilty of it. The, the wall in the office, I said about printing. I'm only just printing photos from years ago that are, I've taken them and thought that's an amazing photo. It needs to be on a canvas or a poster or something. Well, now I've got a bigger office. Now there's a lot of wall space. So we're going to put, put them up finally. Um, so that's been something that I've been working on today. Yeah, we're too busy going from point, point A to point B to point C. We never stop and celebrate the success of the previous point, do we? That's, that's, that's a problem with most of us in, 
modern society, I think. Yeah. And absolutely, like the celebration is just like the exercise. You get endorphins because you celebrate something you feel good. Like whatever that is, any kind of celebration makes you feel better. And when you feel better, you become more productive. Um, So with that in mind, if there are things on the flip side of that, if there are things that you don't enjoy doing, they literally suck the energy out of you. There are people who today I had a meeting with someone who teaches and plays ukulele but she can't think of anything worse than the paperwork and the other side of it. So obviously that's, that makes that part difficult. It seems to take longer, all of those kinds of things. So if that's the case, do more of what you're amazing at that generates money and look after your customers and start outsourcing. That's it. The next, the next tip is to outsource things you don't enjoy doing. Now there's multiple things that we already do outsource without realizing it. Any, most people have got a business, have got an accountant. That is outsourcing. You, there's bits you could be doing yourself, but actually most people outsource it because it's not enjoyable. The same thing applies to, you know, if there's following up with leads and things like that that you don't enjoy, a VA is a really good investment in your business. Most business owners sit there and think, oh, I can't afford it. Well, okay, how much is a VA? Not a massive amount of money. How many more hours would you have to work or how many more clients would you have to, to see to pay for them. And actually, because you're taking the time out of doing the work, you can see the extra client. So you don't have to work more. You work the same amount and get more done. So again, it's a productivity thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I use a VA. I think it's, it's worth its weight in gold, really, because she saves, saves me so much time. And as you say, it's, it's something I don't want to do. So my energy levels drop. My heart's not in it. The, the quality of work isn't as good because my heart's not in it. So for the sake of an hour for someone else, it could, yeah, it could take me three hours of sitting there being miserable. Yeah. And I mean, people who have, if people are being a VA are good at what they do. So they actually get more done in less time yeah. doing that task. You know, if you're someone who doesn't like doing paperwork, filing, emailing, invoicing, that kind of thing, but there's other people who absolutely love it. They can't think of anything better than doing it the best way they can do it. And that's what they really enjoy doing. So why wouldn't you work with it? Like when people want to build, they say, oh, I want to be the next Facebook. I want to be the next Instagram. I want to be whatever. The next big thing, next Tesla is they're building world-class teams. They're not going, I'll do everything. They're going, I'll do what I'm great at. Who's, who's with me? Who's, can, yeah. who's got other skills? So that outsourcing thing, people don't see um, people that they outsource to as a key part of their team, but they are whilst they might technically be self-employed or working for another company, they're a part of the team that makes your business a well-oiled machine. Um, whatever that is that you're doing, there's always something that can be outsourced and it should be the thing that you, you like the least. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so if you're not doing it cause it's draining the energy from you um, and you're, and you're not outsourcing it and you, there's, there's a time when it is difficult to do that cause you have to get the extra client, but you haven't got the time to see the client. So there's this juggling act going on. One of the things that, and, and the, the last point I've got on my list here is actually what I refer to as chunking. So if you look at any given task that you've got to do in a day, I am adamant that there is nothing that takes more than 20 minutes to do. Now, that would sound crazy. People are like, I strip down cars for a living. You could never strip a car down in 20 minutes. Well, yes, you could. Because each task in stripping down a car probably takes 20 minutes. If you break it down like that, in, in an office environment, things like you saying about doing an hour of 
uh, admin work on a Saturday. Um, that is a whole load of different tasks. But you're doing lots of tasks in an hour, which means sitting and saying, right, I'm going to spend 20 minutes doing my emails. And being disciplined is the hard thing with this. So in an eight-hour day, what happens if you don't do chunking is I'm going to spend an hour getting to inbox zero. I hear this all the time. I'm going to get to inbox zero and I'm going to clear my emails. I'm like, you are brave after GDPR trying to get to inbox zero, but okay. Um, but they spend an hour trying to do it. And it can be demoralizing because A, it's quite hard to do because there's constantly emails coming in, but your productivity actually drops off the longer you do a task. So by saying, I'm going to do 20 minutes of this and be disciplined, and I know how far I'll get in 20 minutes and then going to do another task and coming back to it, you come back with fresh eyes and you might spot something that you didn't spot the first time around. It's like when we go in to consult for people, we see as fresh eyes, I walk in and go, that, that, that needs doing. And they're like, oh, we didn't notice that. Well, that's because you've been looking at it for three years. Whereas I've walked in with fresh eyes. The same thing on a smaller level, when you go from a task back to an, like you go from task A to task B and back to task A, you spot the spelling mistake or the punctuation in the wrong place or something like that, that if you just finished the task, you're aiming for trying to get to the end rather than coming back and just double checking it. So um, I highly advise people trying it. And I, I, I use 20 minutes. Some people use the Pomodoro, which is 25 and five. So doing 25 minute task, having a five minute break and then coming back to it. Now I'm not saying 20 minutes is the perfect, perfect thing for everyone. Again, back to understanding yourself, work on things. But I would suggest under an hour of time is good because once you start hitting an hour on any given task, your concentration generally yeah. is dipping off, your productivity is dipping off. So even if that is taking a break, so the chunk could be a break. It could be a five-minute break like the Pomodoro, doing 25, 5, and 25 on the same task means you have actually changed tasks because the break in itself is a task. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so it's, it's a, it's a really good way to increase the level of productivity that you've got, uh, going on in the, in the business. So it's, yeah, that's, that's, that's my tips for you. That, that's like to try, like they can't tie quite neatly together. Like they've, they've not by coincidence that they tie neatly together. Um, I've gone through it and I've like perfect been perfecting these and they're not perfect like they never will be because there'll always be a new tool or a new way to do things um, that's better. And if someone comes to me and says, that's not the best way you can do it, you should do this. I'm all ears for hearing more ideas that people have got. In fact, if anyone's listening, who's got some productivity tips that I haven't touched on, I would absolutely love to hear them. Yeah, definitely. Well, we've got both our contact details in the show notes. So yeah, get in touch if you've got some, some great ideas. One thing that I'm sure is in amongst many of your other tips. Um, and one thing that I've been doing for a little while now, turning off notifications on my phone, because you're saying about the distractions, it's all very well having your earphones in and people coming up to you and disrupting you. But notifications are going off on your phone. I'm sitting here with my phone in front of me. It's gone off probably 20 times in the time I've been talking to you, if not more. If you're constantly answering every notification, you're doing that at the time that they want you to answer. So yeah. I, I tend now to switch off my notifications. I'll log into Facebook when I'm ready to log into Facebook, when I've got the time to log into Facebook, and I'm not letting it disrupt me from writing an email, distracting my flow or doing some videos or something like that. I do it when I want to do it. Yeah. So I'll, I'll throw in a bonus tip here on that, kind <laughs> of, uh, on that kind of ilk is 
there's a couple of quick quick wins for that is if something annoys you fix it at the moment it annoys you don't go that notification annoyed me and then moan about it a second time fix it when it happens is the first thing secondly for responding to people um is I already said outsource. So there's an opportunity to outsource to someone who can handle it until it's, you know, is this a high level thing I have to deal with or is it some information someone else can pass on? And whether that's a person or something like a chatbot, if it's say your Facebook messenger, you can have that automatic reply going on, which is all of those things are about handling the expectation. The reason we jump to respond is because the expectation is you should be available all the time because you run a digital business. Yes, I do run a digital business, but I also tell people, if you email me, I will not read it before 10 o'clock in the morning. So if you want me, you have to communicate a different way or wait until after 10 o'clock when I've got to your email. So handling the expectation is the most important thing when it comes to that and not being in demand all the time. I mean, digital agency is probably the industry that is, they, people expect you to be 24-7. We yep. literally get inquiries 2, 3 o'clock from the UK at two or three o'clock in the morning. So they're not even international inquiries with a time difference. We've, we've had people who have literally every time they've communicated has been after midnight like yeah. when they need something. And I'm like, cool. Well, they get, I, and I might be, you know, on those late nights where I've been awake or working in a nightclub and I've seen it, but not being at the mercy of the technology is really, really important for productivity. It is, yeah. I mean, I get that with my own clients' messages at two, three o'clock in the morning sometimes, and like you say, from, from UK clients, not from, not from the Aussies. Yeah. Um, so we're all doing it. But I think that's an amazing set of tips. Um, and I, I'm really glad that you've gone over them again because there's a couple there that I've forgotten. Yeah. So thank I mean, you very much, then. If anyone's listening, go and check out the show notes where you can get the download of these tips. And um, obviously, there'll be links to, to everything else you do as well, Tristan, which would be great for everyone to, yeah. to see. The, um, the most important thing is most people misunderstand productivity as getting more done in the time and things like that is actually you're reclaiming time. When you become more productive, you're reclaiming time and it's about allocating it how it works best for you, whether that's I've now got time to go meditate, do that extra exercise class, have more sleep. If you get more productive, you can get more sleep. Yeah. So um, things like that. So determine what it is that you would spend more time on. That's why I would start the talk with what would you do with two extra days in your year or two weeks extra? Um, because once they identify that, you know, the whole I'd play golf, you know, I'd take a longer holiday is if you do this, you're getting this much back towards being able to play golf or things. Now with that, what it, what's driving why they would do it is the reason that they'll actually do it. Yeah, yeah, I remember you starting to talk with me in the same way. I, uh, you gave me two extra weeks a year, I think. Uh, yeah, that, that was uh, a holiday. How are, you spending, how are you spending your extra two weeks? <laughs> I've, got, I've got an extra holiday next year, so I'm, I'm guessing <laughs> we can call it that. <laughs> Brilliant, I hope you enjoy it. <laughs> Thanks very much for sharing all your info, Tristan. It's been great. No worries. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. There we go then. That, that was the legend that was Tristan. Um, and I'm sure out of all them tips there and a couple of bonus ones he threw in as well that you're definitely going to take one or two of them away you're definitely going to you're going to understand a few things about maybe your laptop and your smartphone that you didn't know before and you're going to find ways to free up some time Um, some of the things Tristan talks about I I was already doing one or two were a real eye-opener for me and one or two of the things he's talked about 
Um, the speakable content on your phone definitely is something that's that's freed up a lot of time for me and enabled me to reduce my working day, which I haven't filled with more work. I've taken that. I still do the same amount of work, just in a smaller amount of time. It frees up time to to spend time with with Oscar, my dog, or to spend with my partner or my family, or just to to meditate or to do the things that enhance my life and and bring healthy habits into my life because I've got the time now to do them. As I said at the start, hunter-gatherers used to work for two to three hours a day. It's not natural for human beings to be working 16, 17 hours a day. It's not natural for us to be on our phones, to be on our laptops. The the joint pain you get in your thumb from using your phone all the time, the headaches, the neck pain, the damage to your spine you're doing, it's not natural. And I want us to take us away from that. So any of Tristan's hints and tips there we can implement are going to make our life better. Again, I want to apologize I did at the start. It's taken far too long to get these episodes out. And I've had so many messages from people. Oh, when's the next episode coming? When's the next episode coming? And I'm so sorry it's taken so long. There has been so much going on. We've, we've launched the, the Path to Happiness program this year. We're just in the process of launching the second season of the Path to Happiness program. It's going so well. But working with clients, trying to grow the program, develop the program, as well as everything else that goes on with an online business, plus moving house, um, changes in in lifestyle in relationships in in my own being it's taken its toll and unfortunately uh, a couple of things that have that have um have slipped down the pecking order for me and the podcast was one of them uh, it's one of them things you know I could have worked 17 18 hours a day but you have to you have to give up something and and you have to just um take a step back for your own health really and unfortunately for every everybody who listens to the podcast was one of them things um, but please connect with Tristan in the show notes, connect with him on, on your social media channels and, and you're going to love it. He shares this this kind of message a lot and he's, he's full of hints and tips. And if you love this episode, you're going to love connecting with him on social media. Coming up then, episode 51, like I said, another full episode with Karen Austin, a health coach that I've been privileged to work with in the same business coaching course over the last 12 months. A, a lovely lady um, and the thing is what Karen's going to talk about, she's going to come on, she's going to talk about menopause. There's, as a health coach myself, holistic health coach, there's a lot of things I can talk about and, and I could talk about menopause, I can talk about weight loss, but there are two things that I can't actually refer to experience for. Um, I've been around weight loss all my life. I've been around ladies with menopause for a long, long time and I understand the science, I understand everything about it, but do you know what? I just can't talk about it in the way that a lady can and that's why Karen's on the podcast that's why Karen is talking about it and it's not just about how you can get through the menopause in the best way it's not about purely let's put it this way it's not purely from a female perspective I'm also going to play devil's advocate a little bit and I'm going to talk about the role that the male plays in the menopause because most women or a lot of women going through the menopause are married, are in relationships, and it can be really tough on the guy, okay, as well as the lady. It's a tough time. It could be a, it could be a tough eight to ten years, the menopause, and it can be tough for everyone. Um, but me and Karen are going to talk about how we can both get through that the other side without killing each other and um, how we can make this this part of life as as easy as possible and as damaging as possible to a relationship. And it's it's vitally important that the men understand what's going on and also that the ladies understand how it affects the men in the relationship as well. And it's it's a great chat. It's very informative. And, and Karen's an absolute star for coming on and talking so openly and honestly as she does about menopause. There's a lot of ladies who won't share the things that Karen does. 
and it's great to have her on the show. So as we count down now towards episode 100, because Karen's going to be episode 51, so we count down towards episode 100, they're going to go out much quicker than the last sort of 15, 20 episodes did. I promise you that. We're going to be a lot more consistent with the podcast now the rest of 2019, so stay tuned. Subscribe to the channel, please. Make sure that you get the little notification on your phone every time an episode comes out. Thank you so much for your patience. Thank you so much for downloading the episodes. Take care, and I'll speak to you again with Karen in episode 51.